Hello friends, welcome back to AlleyCast. Today I have Carly Leahy on the podcast. She is a dynamo, one of the co-founders behind Modern Fertility, which is an at-home fertility testing kit. This episode comes in part of a series, so to speak, an informal series of mine talking about fertility, egg freezing, and all that jazz because I am currently going through the journey myself. And before you embark on any kind of fertility treatments or protocols, it's really important to just know where your hormones stand. And that's where modern fertility can come into play. This is not sponsored. I ordered one of their kits myself, and I just think what they're doing is really freaking cool. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. For anyone listening that doesn't know who you are about modern fertility, just give a quick backstory, your journey with fertility, how you got into this space, because I assume it's probably similar to the food space where everyone sort of has a journey. It's not like you just stumble in and you wake up passionate about fertility one day. Maybe I could be wrong, but would love to hear your story. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. I'm Carly. I am one of the co-founders of Modern Fertility. We are all about helping people with ovaries get information about fertility before they're ready to have kids or before you know there could be a potential issue down the road. We have so much information about our finances. We track our steps. You know, we, we take all of these initiatives in our career. And for some reason, fertility has continued to be this kind of like, if it happens, it happens or like nice to have thing. And as we wait longer to have kids, you know, one in six couples is having trouble conceiving. We just, we have to have more information earlier. And that's really why Monofertility came about. I actually did not have a deep, like, knowledge of the fertility space. And I did not have a fertility journey per se. I also, like, idea of fertility journey always felt like, (laughs) I don't know, too, too heavy for me. And that's exactly why we started Modern Fertility because when we looked around at fertility and we wanted to know, you know, could we have kids one day? My co-founder and I always wanted to have kids. We're nowhere near ready. Everything either seemed really baby focused, blue and pink, and like, it's all about baby or really clinical and sterile. Like you had to have something wrong with you in order to get, you know, the first piece of information about fertility. And we thought that was ridiculous. So Modern fertility was born out of actually, I didn't know anything about my eggs. I didn't know how it related to reproductive health. I was sort of told, you know, as a young woman, reach for the stars. Don't think about having kids. Don't do the family thing. You're a professional, you know, go for it. And I like took that almost to a fault. I like sort of had my fingers in my ears about fertility. I didn't really want to even go there. And when I met my co founder, Afton, who was very well steeped in the science of the fertility space, I just got obsessed with the fact that I didn't know anything about it. So I don't like not knowing what I don't know. I started to read. I read journals. I read all sorts of stories of people who had gone through, you know, various fertility fertility journeys. And it became sort of as a creative professional, we could talk background and all that and all that good stuff. It became to me like the coolest creative opportunity to show my former self the value of understanding more about my fertility when I had previously thought it was something that wasn't for me. And to turn this thing that felt so sterile and clinical and you know not for me and scary into something that is just as approachable and helpful and authentic as you know any other thing I do for my health, whether it be nutrition, whether it be saving for retirement or the future. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I think that's such a refreshing angle because I mean, yeah, it's like, I think I have been feeling and people on the podcast or people who follow me on Instagram know this. Like I was talking about how I should be doing this egg freezing. I should be looking into fertility, but I was like, I'm usually this action oriented 
girl. And I was like, whoa, this just feels overwhelming to me because you're right. It can feel so heavy. And you hear all these stories of, you know, people on their infertility journey. And I'm not minimizing people who are going through that because obviously it is very real and it is a tough thing to go through. But I think just for someone, like you said, who, you know, just wants to learn to know what they don't know, it's really important. And I think more than ever, it's really come to my attention because I'm, you know, almost 30, as I mentioned before we started recording. And I was talking to a girlfriend and she's, you know, recently married and they're trying to have their first kid. And she's like, we have been having the hardest time getting pregnant. And we were just laughing about it because we were like, we knew each other in college and even earlier. And I just remember, you know, my whole life, it's like, don't, don't go get pregnant with yes. someone because you're <laughs> going to get pregnant. Yeah. And it's like, now when you're trying, it's like, LOL jokes on me because I probably could have way more fun. You know, <laughs> Like I could have been way, I mean, not of course. It's crazy. It's so, so true. And and I completely relate to the, like, I want to look into it, but like going to a fertility clinic, it, that's like, that's if you have an issue or you're trying to have a kid or if I'm like, I've decided I'm going to do a treatment like egg freezing, which is an amazing thing, but it's also still extremely expensive and invasive for most people. So for us, it was always like the information exists. Modern fertility, we have the same panel of hormones that a reproductive endocrinologist would test. You just can take it earlier at home and get the information. And that's a good first step. So like, that's what it's all about. Unfortunately, that step has been sort of like shrouded in a lot of barriers over time for a lot of reasons. So I think that's absolutely right. Just like, if you're curious, you know, there, we have a community of people who are just curious and that's okay. And everybody has a different story. And, you know, we hear a lot of scary things. And I think like the best antidote to the like mysterious nebulous, what will happen or should I settle or, you know, so, so many of these things that we're saddled with as women is information. If we understand actually what's going on in there, we can proactively have conversations with our doctors. We can keep tabs on it year over year. It like really demystifies some of that scariness. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so empowering. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing. The mindset shift that I've been going through recently was like, you know, me feeling freaked out about learning about my fertility because I'm like, oh, I'm not ready to have kids now to kind of shifting it to be like, well, this is empowering because I'm actually buying myself time if I need to, you know, and similar with the egg freezing. Like how did testing look prior to your company existing? Would people have to go get at the doctor's office? Like, what did that even look like? It's so interesting that there is no such thing as proactive fertility in the healthcare system. So going to get your hormones tested proactively to understand your fertility just like was not a thing, not a thing that's covered by insurance. So if you wanted to understand, we can get into the science of a hormone like AMH, which serves as a proxy for how many eggs you have in your ovaries, you'd have to, yes, go to an infertility clinic. You could ask your OBGYN and maybe, you know, they're familiar with this type of testing, but likely have to pay out of pocket. And it can cost up to, you know, $1,200, or you go to an infertility clinic and you can sort of get the work up. And then it's sort of, you know, the next step is like, okay, treatment, that sort of thing. So this is the exact same panel of hormone tests that Ari's test and our team of Ari's, you know, helped us put this together, but it, it's not new testing at all. The thing that was new was the way to test, to be able to test at home. And when we started building the company, we ran a clinical concordance study, which basically showed, you know, the same testing you would do at a, a Quest or a LabCorp with puncture was equal to that of the, the finger stick. It's a finger prick test at home. So I think it's a few things. It's, you know, now you can do this. It's awareness that this exists, you know, like this science existed, it's in our bodies and we should be able to understand what it is. And then to be able to do it at home, as opposed to, you know, go find an RE and have a consultation and, and all that good stuff. And then instead of like, 
the lab results that you might get when you go to a, a quest with a bunch of numbers you don't understand. It's a super personalized experience that walks you through, okay, Allie, here's where we are. You, you know, because you're this age, because these are your goals, like this is what's going on. Here's how you can talk to your doctor. And then we have a community. You can ask questions, AMAs. We have a nurse that you can chat with. So it's just the kind of holistic experience we wish we had when we started, when we started digging into like, hey, what is going on with my own fertility? Totally. Yeah. And it just, again, like going back to what you first said, the whole experience, just being able to do it at home, et cetera, really makes it approachable, which is probably, you know, your guys' biggest goal. So I guess quick overview, like for someone listening, who's interested and they're like, Oh, I want to try this for myself. How invasive is it just like a finger prick? That's it. Like, can you do a quick overview of what the process looks like with testing? Sure. Yes. You request a test from modernfertility.com. That request is reviewed and you get a box in the mail that basically walks you through everything you need. It is a full set of instructions. And it's when I say simple finger prick, I mean, you know, those little lancets at the doctor, it's like a quick little pinch. You press it against your skin. It's a quick little pinch. And it is very non-invasive, but we do recommend doing some jumping jacks before, you know, get the blood flowing. I love that. You collect your sample on a card, you pop it in the mail and in about 10 days, you get your results. You'll get an email that opens you up to the portal to walk you through your hormones. And we always say too, there's no test that's a crystal ball of your fertility. There's nothing in the world that's going to tell you, you will have a healthy baby one day or you won't. And like anybody who promises that is full of it, but like it's the same goes for testing your cholesterol, right? Like nothing can tell you you're going to, you're going to have a heart attack tomorrow, but we still want to know, okay, what's going on in there so we can take action to understand, you know, how to either improve our health or how to manage it. So that's what these hormones do. They're sort of like detectives and they help you understand, okay, there's certain hormones that relate to ovulation month to month. You need to be ovulating in order to have a baby. There's certain that that relate to what we were talking about earlier, ovarian reserve. Everyone is born with a certain amount of eggs. That number declines over time. It's just natural. It's normal. And it's not just the quantity that declines. It's the quality of them that declines as we get older. And if you have much fewer than average for your age, you know, we explain, okay, that's what this could mean as it relates to pregnancy down the line. So I think really being able to almost like you're getting a really personalized like sex ed for adults that you never got. Like it's like reverse sex ed, right? Like here's not how to get pregnant. Here's actually the science in your own body. I think our dream is that every person with ovaries is armed with this way ahead of time. It still boggles my mind that I never knew this. Like what is going on? It took, you know, this like epidemic of infertility for us to like realize that we needed to switch around how we educate around fertility. Our hope is that this becomes a screening just like you get a pap smear. It's just like, of course you check for cervical cancer. You know, of course everybody checks in on their fertility over time. And we've really seen over the last five years, the conversation change in that direction. Yeah. And then in terms of age, like, do you guys recommend, I mean, how early, how young do you recommend someone starting to look into it? Is it something you recommend doing every like year, five years, if you're not actively trying? We get this question a ton. We used to get it a lot in the very early days, Allie. And I think it's because people were fishing for us to be like, how young is too young to like check your fertility or something? I don't know what, I know that's not your intent, but I always say, you know, when somebody's ready and interested to start tracking, like they can, it's just, it's the same as like, I mean, one of my favorite comparisons with hormone testing is the at-home pregnancy test. And when it was invented 50s, 60s, It was actually really controversial in the medical community because there were people who didn't think women should know they were pregnant at home because like they might be hysterical or they might not do it right. Like things we think are like ridiculous. So 
I think if you're pregnant, you should be able to know. I think if you have something going on with your hormones, you should be able to know and test it and keep tabs on it. So I think whatever you feel like you are ready to look into that sort of thing. And again, I think like we've done a lot of education and sessions and information around the fact that like this test does not tell you you're infertile. Nothing can. So it's not like, am I too young to know that I'm infertile? That there's like, there's no, you know, there's no test for that. It's here's where I am. Here's where there may be an imbalance. Here's a conversation I can, I can have with my doctor. Yeah, that's so true. I think that's really important. And it's like, it's just wild. Yeah. Hearing things like the pregnancy tests where and I know in the future, we're probably going to look back on this too. And just be like, I can't believe people weren't doing this. Like, I can't believe they were just infertile and they weren't, you know, being proactive about it. So totally. I mean, that's really cool. And then if someone, so me, for example, I have Hashimoto's and I know that it's <gasps> apparently, really? Oh my gosh. Wow. Twins. Yes. Recent, recently diagnosed. So wow. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it extensively on the podcast and it's been something that I wasn't actually diagnosed for, I probably had it underlying for most of my life and I just wasn't diagnosed. And then it, it took, you know, an event. I was actually living in San Francisco at the time before I started my company and just had like vertigo and, you know, fatigue and tremor and like all these things. And I was healthy before. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Anyways, long story short, but I know that Hashimoto's can affect fertility, which is kind of why I was interested in learning more about mine. But so say someone takes your test and it says something, you know, about, okay, you probably have less than ideal or less than optimal, whatever the levels are. What do you recommend their next steps be? Is it then making, I know you're obviously not a doctor, but like, would it be to schedule an appointment with a doctor or do you guys have any resources on, you know, your site? Or I guess, what are the next steps if someone to be like, oh shit, <laughs> like I am not the pinnacle of, you know, fertility. What should I do now? Such a good question. And let me just tell you a quick story is I was feeling all kinds of horrible postpartum. I had a baby in May and about month three or four, I just like stopped sleeping. I like lost a ton of hair, which is very unglamorous and like it's supposed to happen postpartum, but it was excessive. Lost a ton of weight, like ton of anxiety, felt really flighty, like something was very wrong. And I, I've tested modern fertility a million times, but I hadn't done it postpartum. I tested postpartum. My TSH was off the charts. So we test thyroid because it is super important as it relates to fertility. And I went right to my doctor with super high TSH, like scary high TSH. And we did the TPOs and I got the Hashimoto's diagnosis, you know, through that. So I was really lucky. I didn't think I had a thyroid issue, but of course now it was like probably underlying. And I was lucky to know that I could go right to this testing. So I'm so glad that you uncovered it and you're on top of it as well. If you have a result that is out of range, we explain the science behind that. And then you can chat with a fertility nurse immediately if you'd like to. We have a whole community of people with ovaries with all sorts of different situations. And we have different channels depending on your situation where we also have clinical experts hop into those channels. So we have a pregnancy loss channel. We have an LGBTQ plus channel. I need to start a thyroid channel because OMG, thyroid. And we're very, very clear about like, this is a wellness resource. We, we cannot diagnose you with any of these things, but here's what a doctor might say about this result. And, and here's how to go to your doctor and lay that out. We actually have a doctor discussion guide and like basically like tool tips for the next time you go to the doctor's office. If you're anything like me, I always forget what my questions are going to be. 
So we try to really arm you as like your own advocate as you then enter into the healthcare system. I think there's definitely a world we continue to want to support people holistically, you know, through more consultation and more care. And there's there's a world where, where that happens down the road, but we're still very, very much focused on making sure people get the information. And we think you should be able to get the information from someone who doesn't make money off of what you decide to do with it. And what I mean by that is like, there's like a lot of money to be had in egg freezing or what have you. And like, we are not interested in saying, oh, go have this expensive thing. We think like women deserve a, a neutral resource for this info. So that's what we're focused on. Yeah. I mean, personally, I found it to be kind of overwhelming. And that's why, again, I also haven't scheduled anything because it's like everyone tells you, oh, you know, just freeze your eggs just to be safe. But it's like all of that information is coming from fertility clinics and egg freezing clinics. So it's like, okay, of course you're going to want me to do that. But yeah, if you could just quickly go over sort of the options for people. I know again, you know, you're not a doctor, but obviously you're very well versed in in the space. If you could just briefly touch on, you know, there's like IVF, I think IUI, like what are some options for people if they're interested in just exploring? Totally. So I think some interesting things that don't get a lot of airtime, like egg freezing gets like a lot of airtime because I think it's sort of like this sci-fi thing and it's sort of billed as this insurance policy that it it is not. Like egg freezing is not a guarantee that like those eggs will survive, you know, being frozen and thought and all those things. But I like to talk about how if you're having trouble getting pregnant, it can be a holistic troubleshooting situation. And we, we uncovered this very quickly with modern fertility. Like you, like when you're deciding to have a kid, when it comes to that time, tracking your cycle is really important. Knowing when you're ovulating is really important. So we have our own ovulation test and we have an app that fits with that ovulation test to help you find the most fertile days. If you are not ovulating, you're not going to be able to get pregnant you know, and I hate the word naturally, what does that even mean? But like, by having sex, if you have a, if you have a partner who happens to have sperm, so there are things you can do even before you go like down the IVF, down the fertility treatment route, like a prescription for Clomid, which helps you kickstart ovulation. So I like to remind people that there's like so many things in between, like making sure you're ovulating, getting that sperm tested, because let me tell you, it's just as much a part of the picture as the egg is really wonderful fertility doctors and OBGYNs help you kind of like understand there's all these shades in between. There's a really, really, I think, like dangerous, like, oh, I'll just do IVF later. Like there's this sort of thing that like, that's a guarantee also. And that, that definitely isn't the case, but it's also not the only option. There's lots of shades in between and also like lots of acronyms. <laughs> so like IVF, IUI, what are those things? And I can just like IUI, when we say IUI, that basically that's like insemination. So you're basically like taking the sperm. It's like the turkey baster method and you're timing it with ovulation. You go to the doctor and they'll like get it in there and, you know, sort of monitor things. And then IVF, of course, is, you know, you're extracting the eggs, you are injecting the sperm, and then you are re-implanting uh, in order to hope for, for, that, for that pregnancy. Right. Yeah. No, that's also interesting to me because, I mean, a quick backstory, and again, people listening already know this, but I struggled with an eating disorder for 10 years of my life. I didn't get a period for most of my life until actually just a few years ago. And I've talked to so many friends where it's just news to us that you can't get pregnant every day of your cycle. And it's just wild to me. It's the same kind of thing. It's like, now I have all the cycle. Five days. It's five days. And it's like, I have all the cycle tracking things. I'm now like, you know, learning so much about tracking your cervical mucus and just like timing my workouts and what I'm eating to my certain days of my cycle. And it's like, why is that not more discussed? And I love that you touched on kind of more preventative stuff. Is there any other info or tips you have for people, you know, who maybe take the test and 
either it's suboptimal or maybe it's even fine, but just to maintain, you know, good fertility, whether it be stress management, nutrition, et cetera. I love this question. And it's a tricky one because, you know, there's a lot of research around lifestyle. There's a lot of research, you know, with BMI, but there's no, like, you can be a really healthy person and still have, you know, lower ovarian reserve than average, or like the sperm is an issue or something, you know, like there isn't, unfortunately we, we are, I mean, we are the generation that's like, I am type A, I'm going to get ahead of this. Like, I'm going to do everything I can. And the recommendations end up being like, choose good things to eat, be active. It's like, it's, and it can be a little bit unsatisfying. What I would say is track your cycle. I was one of those people who like was, I mean, I had an IUD for like years and years. I don't know what's a real period, what's not a real period, whatever, but tracking your cycle and just getting in the habit of we found so many customers in modern fertility love just like using the thing they're going to use later. So using the app, understanding when your fertile days are, understand like tracking LA. It's kind of like doing a science project on your body. Like you are ovulation test, you, you pee in a cup, you dip the strip in and then you scan it with the app and you can literally see a hormone called LH spikes before you ovulate. So you can see, oh, I'm ovulating, you know, like you can see that, which is really, talk about empowering. It's really cool to see that happening in your body. And if it's not happening, that's a great thing to talk about with your doctor. And if you're on birth control and you're not, and you've been on it for 10 years, you know, like, you know, I was on the pill 10 years and 10 years IUD, like who the hell knows what's going on in there. I think like talking to your doctor about, should we take a break from it and see if how I'm ovulating, you know, all that stuff is totally in your control. So I love talking about like, there's so many tools just to understand how your own body ticks and even uh, cervical mucus. That's a great example and mood and just like keeping tabs on how, how things evolve with your cycle. I think, I think is great. Unfortunately, there's no Again, if you see like, here's the perfect fertility diet or here's the perfect fertility exercise, that's a whole lot of, it's a hullabaloo. Like yeah. do, the be- do the best, you know, to take care of your body. But unfortunately there's no like perfect plan. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I need to, I'm going to get the ovulation. Oh, one more alley. Prenatal vitamins. Never too early. Oh, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yes. That's another one. That's another one. The, like the CDC recommends people of reproductive age, like people who are sexually active taking prenatal vitamins. That is very much like largely in part because a lot of pregnancies are unplanned and you really want to build up, you know, that folic acid in your, in your body. But it's really important to take prenatal vitamins far before you're trying to have a kid. And usually an OBGYN will recommend at least three months, at least three or four months. But I think that's another thing that we assume that's for, you know, like what's on the front of the bottle. It's like, you know, a largely pregnant person. And that's something we can do to prep our bodies. Yeah, that's super important. And I was just going to say, yeah, the ovulation test I'll probably have to snag because it's so weird how you kind of reach this point, you know, in my early twenties, I was like, Oh, I don't have a period. This is great. You know, I was like, this is awesome. I don't have to buy tampons. And then you reach this age where you're like, I can't believe I was fine with that for so long. Like, I don't know if it's just maturity or what, but yeah. And now it's just sort of like, I am tracking it. And I, you know, there's definitely, I can tell when I'm ovulating and, or I mean, maybe I'm not, but like that period of time, because I have more energy, like my libido is higher, but who knows for sure. And it'd be so cool to be able to see that and just, I don't know, have a confirmation. Totally. I was the same. I was the same with like, oh, I don't get a period on my marina. Like, I'm like a man. This is great. Right. <laughs> and that's fine too. That is fine too. Not wanting a period is totally fine. But I, I, yeah, I didn't, I had no idea what was going on down there. Yeah. This has been super helpful. I honestly like, I mean, I feel like we kind of hit all the questions that I wanted to touch on for people who are interested in learning more about you guys, obviously your website, but is there any other resources that you want to direct people to? Yeah, head head to our Instagram and it's a good place to see both sort of like the education that we always have going on right now around thyroid awareness month was January. So if you have 
any more questions about thyroid. And we talk a lot about our community, which is free to join. So head over to, it's just at Modern Fertility on Instagram, and you can find more details about the community, our newsletter, our content. We have live events that are all free. So check it out. And you can always drop us a DM. We have questions coming in, hundreds and hundreds of questions a day about fertility because nobody teaches us about this stuff. So we're trying to fix that. I mean, I'm so excited to have you on. And for everyone listening, this is not sponsored. I just was so excited because, you know, I mean, it's great what you're doing. And I'm definitely going to keep everyone posted on my test results and and what goes on there. So thank you so much, Carly, for coming on. And yeah, you're the best. So knowledgeable. Thanks, Sally. (laughs) 